If you have your uh, Bibles with you tonight, just turn with me for a moment or two to Psalm, Psalms number uh, 68, please. And then we're going uh, over into the book of Isaiah, just for a verse there as we bring our meeting to a close. Thank you for coming tonight and uh, making the effort. We appreciate you uh, coming out. I want to just uh, bring a few things to you tonight that uh, the Lord has laid in our own heart. Psalm number 68, please. Psalm 68. Psalm 68. And down to verse 20, please. Psalm 68 and verse 20. He that is our God is the God of salvation. And unto God the Lord belong the issues from death. Turn with me now, please. To Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 12, a well-known uh, verse of scripture. Isaiah chapter 12, please. And if you cast your eye down to verse 2. Isaiah chapter 12 and verse 2. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also has become my salvation. Therefore, with joy shall ye draw water out of the wells of salvation. Now, come with me away over into the New Testament, please. And you'll come to 2 Corinthians chapter 6. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. And just to verse 2, please. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 2. Another well-known verse. For he, that's the Lord, saith, I have heard thee in a time accepted, and in a day of salvation have I succored thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Finally, please, over to First Thessalonians uh, chapter 5, and you'll be able to leave your Bible open there. First Thessalonians, please, in chapter 5. And if you cast your eye uh, down to verse Eight, please. First Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 8. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love and helmet the hope of salvation. And we know that the Lord will add his blessing to the reading of his word. I am after that we word this evening, salvation. And I want to just try and encourage you tonight and those of you that are saved, and if you're here tonight and you're not saved, I want you just to think with me for the moments that we have, we'll have you out in good time tonight, about this great and mighty word, salvation. And those of us that are saved, you know, we so often say things and we maybe don't really understand what we're saying or we get so used to them and we lose the joy of what these great and mighty truths mean to us. This word salvation that we're after tonight, it's found about 300 times in your Bible. Sometimes it's referred to in the scriptures as the word deliverance. Sometimes you'll find it and it's quoted as the word pardon or the word victory. And you know, dear friend, tonight in the meeting, those of us that are saved, We ought to cherish the fact that we have salvation, victory, deliverance, and a pardon from God. I know of nothing greater that a man can have 
than to have this mighty truth of salvation. Now, I don't need to go into it here tonight, but I could tell you a few things of the necessity of it. Because without salvation, there'll never be a man or woman, boy or girl in heaven. The little course says, S-A-L-V-A-T-I-O-N. No, I can't get to heaven without S-A-L-V-A-T-I-O-N. Salvation. That's necessity. But there's, then there's the simplicity of it. And if you're in this meeting tonight and you haven't got it, if you haven't got salvation tonight, and you haven't got this mighty deliverance that God wants to give you, if you know nothing of victory over sin, well, friend, let me say this to you tonight. It's very simple how you get it. We read about it there in Romans chapter 10. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. But it's not the necessity or the simplicity that I want to close this meeting with tonight. It's the reality of it. The reality. And you that are saved tonight, let me say something to you. Never lose the wonder of being saved. Never lose the joy of what it means to be saved and called out of this old world of sin. Never lose the wonder of what it means to be a child of God. Never lose the wonder of knowing what it is that your sins are as far as the east is from the west. Never lose the wonder of that. We read in Psalm 68 there in verse 20, Our God is the God of salvation. Our God. There's many things that God is. God is a God of love and God is a God of judgment. He's a God of justice and of mercy and of wrath. But friend, let me say this to you tonight. There's one thing that God loves to be, and that is a God of salvation. A God of salvation. We read about it, I'll quote it to you again. Our God is the God of salvation. He's the God of deliverance. He's the God of pardon. He's the God of safety and refuge. Our God is a God of salvation. You know, salvation's not in a place. There's some people in Ireland tonight and they'll go to a certain place and there they'll seek to earn or work for salvation. But salvation is not in a place. And it's not in some performance that you may do. But I thank God in a person tonight. And that's why I read those verses in Psalm 68. Our God is a God of salvation. And I read over that, what a privilege. What a privilege tonight that you and I that are saved, we can say that our God, my God, is a God of salvation. What a privilege. To know that there's one to whom we can call on and rely on and depend on. There's one to whom we can cry in the day of trial and trouble and tribulation. He's a God of salvation. You know, whenever Simeon there, you'll read about him in Luke chapter 2. Whenever Simeon was in the temple, you'll remember Mary and Joseph brought the little Lord Jesus, the baby Lord Jesus, into the temple to have him circumcised. 
And this is what Simeon said. He said, Mine eyes have seen thy salvation. Thy salvation. And he was saying that his eyes had fell upon the great deliverer. The one who would bring victory. The one who would bring release. I like that. And dear friend, let me say this to you tonight in the meeting, if you're not saved, and if you haven't got salvation and know nothing about deliverance, and know nothing about victory, and know nothing about release, don't come to me. Don't go to an organization or a denomination. But cast your eye tonight upon the one who loved you and died on Calvary's cross to save you. Salvation is in a person. It's not about how much you do. It's not about where you go. It's not about how much you pay. You'll find that lovely verse in Acts chapter 4. Neither is there salvation in any other. For there's no other name under heaven given among men whereby ye must be saved. You remember John the Apostle takes it up and he says, God our God the Father who sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. Not ought to blow our minds tonight. To think that the Lord Jesus left the splendors of heaven and he came down into this old sin-cursed world for you and for me and I fear that we have just got so used to it. You know, you could say a little bit tonight about the plan of salvation. Away before the hills in order stood, our earth received her frame. Away back in eternity past, as far, far back as you can go, God devised the plan of salvation. Oh, the love that drew salvation's plan. And oh, the mighty gulf that God did span. Calvary. There's the plan, but I'll tell you something about the price. Those of us that are in this meeting tonight, and we're saved, and we ought to be enjoying it, and we can look back to a day like our brother when we realized that the Lord Jesus died on an old Roman cross for us. I tell you, dear friend, he paid an awesome price. He gave all that he had for you and me. Paul said it in Romans. For scarcely for a righteous man would one die. Yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God commendeth his love toward us. That while we were yet sinners. Christ died for us. Would you die for me? Did you wouldn't? Ah, let me say this to you tonight. There was one who did. And there was one who died for you. There was some price. Some cost. But not only is there the price and the plan. I was thinking this afternoon about the product of salvation. There's four things that happen to a man or woman that gets saved. And you'll read about them there. Take your Bible when you go home and read about them in Acts chapter 26, verse 18. Paul, he said that uh, we are uh, turned from darkness onto light. Turned from darkness onto light. That's the first thing that happens to a man or woman, boy or girls that get saved. They're turned from darkness onto the light. The things that you used to do, you no longer do. 
The places where you used to go, you'll no longer go. The things that you used to say, you'll no longer say. Old things will pass away and all things will become new. You'll be turned from darkness onto light. And from the power of Satan onto God. You remember those of us that are saved tonight. The devil had us bound and chained and fettered. There were things that we did and we hated to do them and we'd love to have release, but we couldn't break the chains. We couldn't get release. And thank God the day that we were saved, he broke the power of cancel sin and he set the prisoner free. I tell you, dear friends, that's why we should never lose the wonder of being saved. But not only did he turn us from darkness to light and the power of Satan unto God, Paul went on to say that they may receive the forgiveness of sins. And I have said it many times before, God gives and he forgives. And we get and we forget. We forget what he's done for us. We forget what he's released us from. We forget where he's placed us tonight. We've forgotten Lest we forget Gethsemane. But not only do we, are we translated from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God, that we may receive the forgiveness of sins. He said that they may receive an inheritance among them that are sanctified. You remember Peter put it like this. We have an inheritance incorruptible. Undefiled that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you. Oh, thank God tonight. I was singing in the car, I was coming over tonight, and Charlotte was beside me. I've got a mansion just over the hilltop, in that fair land where we'll never grow old, and someday yonder we'll never more wander, but walk the streets of purest gold. An inheritance that incorruptible, that means that death can't enter into it. An inheritance that's undefiled means that sin can't touch it. An inheritance that fadeth not away means decay can't waste it. Reserved in heaven for you means the devil can't take it. And all I can say after that is hallelujah. I'm glad that I'm saved. Saved. Salvation. What a privilege. But not only is there salvation and what a privilege. I tell you there's salvation and what a portion. We read there in Isaiah 12 and verse 3. Therefore with joy shall ye draw water out of the wells of salvation. You know dear friend tonight the world has nothing to offer but bottles and drops and broken cisterns. The word of God says that they have broken cisterns that hold no water. But God doesn't give bottles and he doesn't give drops and he doesn't give cisterns. Thank God he gives rivers, wells and springs. Thank God there's enough for every one of us. I tell you whenever Isaiah he penned that mighty text, Therefore with joy shall ye draw water out of the wells of salvation. I tell you. You don't only start to draw the day that you get saved. But you see, dear friends, way down into the countless ages of eternity, we'll still be drawn out of the wells. I'll give you a few wells tonight in the way past. Those of us that are saved tonight, 
We can go and we can gaze into the well of salvation, the well of forgiveness. Forgiveness. It's good to be forgiven, isn't it? I wonder have you ever done anything and someday and you went to them and said, Will you forgive me? And the maybe wouldn't. This is what the psalmist said in Psalm 130. If thy Lord should mark iniquity, who would stand? But there is forgiveness with thee, that thou mayest be feared. Forgiveness. This is what David said in Psalm 86. The Lord is good and ready to forgive. Thank God for that. Ready to forgive. You remember Paul. He took his pen and he dipped it in the ink and written Ephesians 1. In whom we have forgiveness. In whom we have redemption through his blood. Even the forgiveness of sin. That's some well, isn't it? I wonder have we taken that for granted. Wonder how we've taken it for granted that God, the creator of the world, has forgiven us. That if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I'm glad that I'm forgiven. I'm glad that my sins are in the depths of the sea, never to be remembered no more forever. I'm glad as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed my transgressions from me. I'm glad tonight that he'll never cast them up on my face ever again. I'm glad tonight I'm forgiven. And I'm drinking out of that well. And I'm going to enjoy it. But there's another well that you can draw from. Not only is there the well of forgiveness, there's the well of peace. Peace. That's one thing a man or woman gets the day that they get saved. is peace with God. Peace with an offended God. You'll remember there, way back in Isaiah 48, that the prophet penned, he said, But there is no peace, saith the Lord, unto the wicked. And if you're in this meeting tonight and you're not saved or listening to me, you'll never have peace. You can't get it in a bottle. You can't get it through a tablet. You'll never get it at a bookie shop. But let me say this to you tonight. The Prince of Peace can give you peace. You remember way back in John 14. The night whenever our Lord Jesus was betrayed. You remember he turned to his disciples and he said, My peace I give unto you. My peace. My peace I leave with you. Not as the world give I, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. Peace. And I wonder tonight, is there a believer in this meeting? And you've lost the peace that God has given to you. And here's a word to your heart tonight from the Savior. My peace I give unto you. I tell you, you can draw from that well. Whenever you go down into the hospital ward and you go down into the appointments and you go down into the storms, you can stand at the threshold of the well and you can draw from the wells of salvation, the well of forgiveness, the well of peace. I'll give you another well that you can enjoy. Well, we should enjoy it. 
And that is the well of joy. Because it says here in Isaiah 12 and 3, Therefore with joy ye shall draw water out of the wells of salvation. Fourteen times in your Bible, that word salvation is always linked with joy. Joy. You remember Hannah, way back in 1 Samuel. She said, I will rejoice in thy salvation. To rejoice in. You remember David, whenever he sinned with Bathsheba, he lost the joy of his salvation. And this is what David said, restore unto me the joy. We heard a little bit about that this morning. Having joy in our heart, knowing that we're in touch with God, that we can enjoy him and have fellowship with him. To have the joy of the Lord in our heart. You'll find that lovely verse in Isaiah again. We will be glad and rejoice in thy salvation. Friend, let me say this to you tonight. You go into the Ryan Dale in the Moy and they'll be singing. You go over to Time in Cookstown and they'll be singing. You go into the nightclubs around the world and they'll be enjoying themselves. Have we not got a greater right tonight? Did the hymn writer not say the children of the Lord have a right to shout and sing? I tell you, I wonder, have we lost the joy of what it means to be saved? Let me ask you a wee question tonight. Would you want someone to have what you have? If a man was to come into this meeting tonight that spent his life on drink and drugs, would he sit in the meeting and say, I want to have what they have? There's people and they're enjoying the Lord, they're enjoying the things of God. I want it. I would fear there wouldn't be too many. I tell you, there's a well of joy that we ought to draw from. And as I have said tonight, you can lose the joy of the Lord. For David did. And that was David's mighty prayer, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. Have you lost the joy? Have you lost the joy and the wonder of knowing what it is to be a child of God? Has it just become formal and dry? Just like a door and hinges, plenty of emotion, but no progress. No joy in your heart. Ah, here's what you do. Is go to the well of salvation. Draw. Draw to your heart's content. I'll tell you there's another lovely well that I've been enjoying over the years. And it's the well of freedom. Freedom. You'll remember, you'll find that lovely verse away back in John 8. Therefore, if the Son shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. Freedom. I tell you tonight, dear friends, what a mighty thing it is to be free from the chains. What a mighty thing it is to be set free from sin and guilt and fear and doubt. Set free. And the Lord Jesus said, If the Son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. I tell you tonight, if there's a man in this meeting and you're hooked in pornography, doctors will not be able to free you. Psychologists may not be able to free you. But let me say this to you tonight. Thank God the Lord Jesus Christ can. Maybe you're in this meeting tonight and you're hooked in gossip or hooked in slander. Let me say this to you tonight. Therefore, if the Son shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. Thank God for that. That's the gospel tonight. That's a mighty well. The well of freedom. And there's another well. 
a well of fellowship. You'll remember Paul said, Ye who were sometimes afar off were made nigh by the blood of Christ, brought unto the family of God. I don't know if you'd want to be in my family or not, but I'm glad I'm in God's family tonight. I'm glad I'm a child of the living God. And I often quote it and I'll quote it again, redeemed, how I love to proclaim it, Redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, redeemed by His infinite mercy, but listen to this, His child, and forever I am. What a mighty thing that is, to be a child of God. That we can lift our hearts and cry, Abba, Father, the one who sustains all things, who knows all things, who holds all things. It's my Father. Some well to draw from, isn't it? Some well to enjoy. Therefore with joy shall ye draw water out of the wells of salvation. Now let me say in closing tonight. Not only is there the God of salvation, what a privilege. And the wells of salvation, what a portion. There's the day of salvation, what an opportunity. I want to come close now. If you're in this meeting tonight and you know nothing of the joy, I want you to give me your attention now. If you're in this meeting tonight and you know nothing of having fellowship with God and spending time with Him, if you know nothing of freedom and deliverance and salvation and victory, listen to the words that Paul said in 2 Corinthians 6 and 2. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. And if you're in this meeting tonight and you're still in your sin and you're on your way down to a lost eternity, let me say this to you tonight, you can get saved in the very seat where you sit. And your life can be changed and transformed and you can begin to draw from the wells of salvation. Oh, friends, let me say this to you again. Let us never get used to the wonder. Never lose the wonder of what it is to be saved. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. You remember that wee verse we read away back in 1 Thessalonians? It's that little phrase, the hope of salvation. And that word is the word to be assured. It's the word concrete. 100% sure. And the salvation that God gives to a man or woman, the salvation that I have tonight is not just for a day, it's not just for a week, it's not just for a year. But the writer to the Hebrews said this, he has become the author of eternal salvation. Thank God for that. He holds us and he keeps us. You'll remember the Lord Jesus said in John 10, I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish. Never perish. And John said in his epistle that ye may know that ye have eternal life. And a thousand years from now, those of us that are saved will be in the presence of God. We may be there before the night is out. And we'll know what it is to gaze upon the one who gave himself a ransom for us all. And we'll still draw from the wells of salvation. I tell you, there's a joy of the Lord that is our strength.
Let me ask you a wee question tonight as I close. Are you enjoying being saved tonight? I want you to be honest with me now. Are you enjoying it? Is it just dry and hard going? Is it just formality? Is it just routine? Well, friends, if it is, it's time that you went to the well. It's time that you stood again and enjoyed the well of forgiveness, the well of peace, and there's a multitude more. The well of fellowship. Enjoy the well. And drink to your soul is satisfied. And all I can say tonight at the end of a meeting, I'm glad that I'm saved. I'm glad I'm not doing the things that I used to do. I'm glad I'm not sucking at the end of a cigarette anymore. I'm glad I'm not doing the drink or drugs anymore. I'm glad that the Lord has done a good job for me and he can do a good job for you. Indeed he can. And it's all because of that mighty truth of salvation. Salvation. Maybe there's a young man or woman here tonight and you know nothing about salvation. Well, you come tonight. Have a wee word with us. We'll help you all that we can. But you see, if you die without it, you'll never get into the You'll never get into the pearly gates of heaven. But you'll end up an eternal existence in the flames of a lost eternal. Almost persuaded. Almost but love. Let us pray. Father, we just bow at the end of another meeting. And Father, those of us that are saved tonight, we're so glad that you've done a good work in our life. We're so glad that you ever sent your Son down from the splendors of heaven to come and to die and to take our place, that the innocent would die for the guilty, that the sinless would die for the sinful. And Lord, we praise you tonight that there's still a gospel message to proclaim to men and women that the Lord Jesus, the Son of God, he came to seek and to save that which is lost. And Lord, the cry of our heart would be over those of us that are saved, that we would enjoy these mighty wells that thou hast dug for us, the wells of forgiveness, the wells of peace with God, the wells of assurance of sins forgiven, the wells of fellowship with thee. I tell you, the wells of freedom, the wells of victory. Lord, there's a multitude more. Father, we ask even as we step out into another week that we'll enjoy the things of God, that we'll stay close to thee and you'll keep us clean. And Lord, you'll take us home to our home safely tonight. And Father, even as we'll get down before thee later on, we pray that thou will speak to us. And Lord, I would love to say to thee again tonight, I'm so glad that I'm saved. I'm glad, Lord, that you saved a pure, wretched sinner like I. And Lord, I'm glad tonight that I'm a child of the living God. And Lord, we praise you tonight for the mighty privilege it is to be able to come and to open the word of God and to listen to the hymns being sang to us. And so, Lord, we ask that thou will part us now. We ask it in the Saviour's name. Amen.